Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H. It is so good to be here with you, everybody. Today, we got a very, very, very special show for you. So we have Senator Dennis Linthicum and Senator Kim Thatcher joining us uh, right after the break. We're actually going to do a really short opening segment and just jump right in to it because I want to take you today on a field trip, a field trip into a state capital so you can see what good people have to deal with just to hold the line for us. All right. I promised you I was going to be introducing you to people who really love you, even though you may never have met them. These two senators are going to need your support. Please don't email them a letter of support, but you can if you want to. All right. I'm sure they'd love to read it. Email it to the Democrats in Oregon, the ones who wouldn't come on my show to talk about some of these bad bully bills that are out there right now. There's your BBB if you really want to have at it. What we're going to be talking about, folks, moving forward are adult conversations. We're going to be talking about the things that are creating chaos and therefore disease in our society and what we need to do as Americans to honor the people who've come before us and bring love, logic, and light back in to everything that we do. So right after the break, Senator Dennis Linthicum, Senator Kim Thatcher, we're going to be talking about the great work they're doing to deny quorum to make sure that bad bully bills don't come to pass in the great state of Oregon. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and two awesome senators right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Check us out at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. We have a fantastic, absolutely fantastic detox course starting uh, this weekend, and we would love for you to be a part of it. There is still time to enroll. Just go ahead and check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. Look up our energetic cleansing and fasting certification. You will be very, very happy you did skills that will last you and the people you love for a lifetime. Be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. 
Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right. Welcome back, folks. I'm here with two people who love you that you may have never met. I'm here with Senator Dennis Linthicum and Senator Kim Thatcher. Dennis, how are you doing today? We are doing great. Both Kim and I are um, enjoying the good fight that we're having in Oregon. We we live in a Democrat-majority state, and we're doing our best to strike out for liberty. Amen. And Senator Thatcher, how are you doing, too? Absolutely great. I think it's been a nice, you know, the sun just kind of gives me a mood boost. So that always helps. But we're we're hanging in there and uh, hopefully uh, putting up a good fight for Oregonians. Amen. Well, folks, I I, I want to give you just a little bit of context as we're as we're coming into this conversation. Remember, this is a field trip for us. I want to take you on a field trip of what actually is going on in a state capital. This case, we're talking about the great state of Oregon. Um, And I want you to get a picture of what good legislators have to deal with on a regular basis just to hold the line for every good citizen out there, whether those citizens voted for them or not. This is what good legislators, good elected officials look like. And I want to take you on that field trip. So uh, let me give you a little background. In um, 2018, I actually relocated from California to Oregon. I was a California refugee. And I specifically chose Oregon for two reasons. One, um, efforts to install a vaccine mandate for children to be able to go to school had been defeated twice just by the citizens alone. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be around a lot of people who agree with me on health freedom. And number two, because I mistakenly looked up Statista (laughs) that said this was the highest collection of smart people in the country. Um, (laughs) I was Unfortunately, very wrong about that once I got in there and and realized um, the virtuosity (laughs) that so many people carry around. But uh, along the way, 2019 comes up, you know, I just moved up there and all of a sudden here we are dealing with Bill Gates and the pharmaceutical industry coming in and trying to push their weight around and get a, a bill passed. So um, uh, HB 3063 came up, the, the mandatory vaccine for children in schools bill. And I thought, oh my God, I just moved up here and now I might have to leave again. I got to get into this fight. So I started going down to the state Capitol and I was really fortunate um, to uh, start working with and, and actually meet Senator Dennis Linthicum and his lovely wife, Diane, at the same time uh, down there. And it was amazing to me to actually see an elected official who was fighting for the people. I was just really, really encouraged by that. And then I would eventually meet uh, Senator Kim Thatcher as well. Another just, these are just people for the people, you know, and it was really nice to see. So um, tell, uh, you know, Senator Linthicum, can you just tell everybody a little bit about that story? And I know there were some other bills as well, but there was, there was a tactic that the Republicans ultimately had to resort to 
to stop a bad bill from becoming law. Can you tell everybody in 2019 kind of what you all did as a, a group to, to thwart tyranny? You bet. The, um, the issue, it, it, most public boards, uh, actually business boards, you know, uh, typically have what they call a quorum requirement. A quorum is nothing spectacular. It's just a minimum attendance requirement. So in the state of Oregon, our requirement um, for a quorum, in other words, you have to have a minimum number of people there to do business. If you only have two guys show up, they can't possibly do business. You need uh, you know, a simple majority or better. In Oregon, it's actually... 20 out of 30 individuals have to show up and that's enough people to meet the quorum rule and start the program, start business, gavel through motions, listen to bills, vote on bills, all of those kinds of things. And so uh, given that the Democrats were unwilling to negotiate on any of these issues and unwilling to even look at the science or the data that we had or hear the voices, if you'll recall for House Bill 3063, we had thousands and thousands of people in the hallways, just like occurred down in California at the Capitol there, uh, that came up to Salem where Oregon's capital is. They came into the bill they were lined up there willing to testify moms and their babies and dads and all kinds of individuals who wanted to testify. And basically they got gaveled out of the room and there was no room for negotiation, no, no logic, no reason, no science. And we were at our wits end. And so the tactic that we came across was we had um, that one third, we had those 10 11 individuals who could simply not show up and we could stop business by denying a quorum. In the newspaper, you'll see it called a walkout, but we're not walking anywhere. A lot of individuals are still attending uh, committee meetings and still participating, but they're not participating on the Senate floor. That's where the quorum requirement is is mandatory. And so um, we, the 11 of us, uh, left uh, the state and the governor said she was going to send the cops after us. And I said, this will be great. I can't wait to see myself and Kim in our orange jumpers with handcuffs on, wanting to speak and saying, wait, you're under a gag order or whatever. And so we had great fun with that. We won that battle. It was a great battle, and um, we won that battle. And now here we are in the same rowboat. And um, we thought a red wave was going to come through Oregon. It never materialized, probably because of voter fraud. We now see the FBI and the CIA and the Department of Justice and their shenanigans. Um, and those shenanigans impacted uh, votes. And those votes then uh, really messed up Oregon. And so now, Senator Thatcher and myself are in the same position where we are denying quorum to put a screeching halt to this business. Amen. And, and you know, folks, like I said, I'm going to be bringing you people who love you that you've never met. And what Senator Linthicum's alluding to in 2019 with the denial of quorum is that they did this 
for what was right. And the beneficiaries and who won was not just the, the, the brave uh, elected officials that took a stand there, but every parent won too. Because if you want to get your kid vaccinated, that should be a parent's decision, not the government's decision, not the school's decision, but the parent's decision. So that should swing both ways. It should also swing to the parents who don't want to get their children, you know, inoculated. So uh, Senator Thatcher, you had a thought on that. And then I want to come back because I have a, a question for you following up with that too. Well, I don't know when you want to get into today, uh, what is happening today, but following up on the election shenanigans, what has led us to today are a lot of apparent shenanigans where the Democrats who are pushing what we're facing now, and maybe you want to just get into that later, took money from FTX. Yeah, the cryptocurrency guy that admitted to money laundering and, and all kinds of criminal activity. They also took cash money in the tunes of tens of thousands of dollars from a cannabis uh, dispensary here um, in in Oregon, and a lot of people are asking the questions. Well, how much of that is mingled with, I don't know, illicit activity? We don't know, but I mean, there's there's just a lot of questionable things going on, and the the fact that they did not um, campaign on the things that they are saying that they are trying to pass now, and that they took this money, this illicit money that may have tipped the outcomes of elections. Uh, tell, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been in the position we are now, which is very similar to what we were in 2019. Yeah, it definitely hasn't gotten any better up there. And that's why I'm so honored to be able to work with both of you. And that's why I definitely wanted to have you both on the show. We, we have to be able to have adult conversations. And in this case, take everybody on a field trip of what you're dealing with. So I do want to get into that. Senator Linthicum, you had a comment you wanted to make, and then let's get into what's going on right now. Thank you, Dr. Ely. The, we were talking about HB 3063, and you came up to testify, and, and thousands of other individuals, probably a grand total of 5,000 individuals, came to the Capitol on different days, 1,500 here and 2,000 there, and another 2,000 the next day. And um, this was a mandatory vaccine requirement to go to school. And if you didn't take the vaccine, you were denied your child's education. And this was because of a quote, epidemic, a measles epidemic in the Portland public school system. The epidemic in Portland was 12, 12 individuals out of a state of 4.3 million people, and they were going to demand mandatory vaccines. This is a point your energetic health listeners can recognize and understand quite easily. Hey, amen. And I'm no great mathematician, but that's far under 1% right there. <laughs> So Senator Thatcher, let's let's now move from we, we're, we're in 2019. Republicans have been put up against the wall and did really the last resort. I remember I remember Senator Lenticum, I remember being and speaking um, and giving testimony. I remember the ridiculous dog and pony show that they pulled into some of the the the, um, the testimony sessions where they had a little girl who had apparently was immunocompromised that they never proved. And they were like, everybody should be getting 
a damn shot because of her you because you might kill her if if you're sick and it's like well if she's that bad maybe she shouldn't leave her house i mean that's the other thing that we should be talking about as well right i'm not trying to tell take a shot at a little girl but i think i'm i'm taking a shot at them trying to trying to you know put somebody on stage and say here's an example of what's going on around the world no 12 kids had measles one little girl has a immune deficiency, maybe we should talk about nutrition. Maybe we should talk about what we can do to enhance her immune system before we start talking about every other kid's got to get a shot that could kill them. Um, so Senator Thatcher, you know, when we're, we're, when we're looking at that, and that was a dire situation, the 11th hour came and, and Republicans answered the call. I mean, let's call it what it is, big high five. There was a call to duty, Republicans answered the call. What happened after that so that the Democrats could say, you know what? We didn't like that. We're going to try to make sure that never happens again. What did they do? So fast forward to 2022. They put the unions, I should say, put up one and a half million dollars to get a ballot measure so it could be voted on in the November election. And that ballot measure was called ballot measure 113. And it says that if any legislator gets 10 or more unexcused absences, which would be determined by the presiding officers, like either in the House or Senate, if they get 10 or more uh, absences, they would be uh, uneligible or unable to run for re-election. And so that passed. And here we are uh, in 2023 being pushed up against the wall, I'd say even worse than we were in 2019 and 2020. So in light of this penalty hanging out over our heads, I think Dennis has surpassed his 10 absences. Now he he did that on Tuesday. What a trooper. I'll be hitting that tomorrow um, because I had those pre-excused days from a vacation I had planned long ago. Um, However, it's Absolutely. I just want people to understand it's an absolute miracle that you could get so many enough of us, enough of us to be able to leave that building and deny a quorum during a Senate session to stop these bad bills and these bad processes and these unconstitutional, unlawful, partisan, divisive, horrible bills to stand up for Oregonians and say, hey, we will pass the bipartisan budgets, bipartisan bills. We'll give some rule suspension to give you some grace to get some of this stuff done. But no, they have no interest in that. So here we are um, just facing down Goliath right now. (laughs) Really? It it sounds to me like you're being bullied. I mean, this very thing that they were championing against, it sounds like they're guilty of right now. Um, You know, when, when we look at this whole process, Senator Thatcher, when we look at this whole process, you know, um, I know you've had some experiences where you you had some approved days, I think, that were were then later rescinded. Can you tell uh, let's go on the field trip, right? Yeah, here we Can go. Can you tell everybody what you had to deal with? Well, I mentioned that I a few weeks ago had had arranged for this vacation out of town with family and I took uh, a Thursday and Friday. At that point, they hadn't even had session on Fridays. And they certainly hadn't even entertained the idea of having session on weekends. But I got excused for all four days just because things happen during session. I just, you know, just in case. And I was approved. My, 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 my sheet, I turned in. It says approved on it. 
has a date, has a signature, a little initial. And Friday night, right in the middle of all this, I'm gone, I'm out of town. I get a an email that says, oh, your, your excuse has been rescinded. <laughs> you are going to be marked absent on Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, and also it's funny to say, I just kind of referred to him as his Royal Highness having this, this, you know, scepter to um, declare this or that happening or not. It's just so capricious and arbitrary, the whole thing. And this 113 set up, basically set up a king or queen, whoever's in that position to say, well, you that I don't like will be determined absent. You who I like, eh, we'll say you're on, you're excused. So, <laughs> so, so is there any are. checks and balance for this person? Is there anyone or is no there any process. committee? There's nothing. no due process, no due process, no appeal, nothing. What he says goes, he's the king. There you go. Royal Highness. So it's, it's that whole operation. So um, I didn't get to that absence threshold as quickly as Dennis did because of my two absence, uh, my, my two and two excused, pre-excused um, uh, absences. But anyhow, yeah, that's that's what happens. So, so if I'm understanding things right now, neither you nor Senator Linthicum are going to be eligible to rerun to exercise your constitutional rights to serve your country and rerun for re-election. As of tomorrow, we are fighting it. We are we we being the caucus, the people who have left, the the Republicans and the two independents, actually. So you could say it's a bipartisan denial quorum <laughs> because it's more than just Republicans. But um, if one thirteen is upheld, it's really hard to even say how it would be determined whether you're eligible or not because the section of the the Constitution that's referred to that is referenced is clearly all about how the, the legislature functions. Mm-hmm. And so would the legislature determine you unqualified after you were elected? There's, a, there's just a lot of questions. And I just think it was put out there as a, as a, a potential punishment to control opposition. And uh, we're, we're just really questioning the constitutionality of the whole thing to begin with, like the B, big C constitution. Right. And and so clearly what they wanted to do is they wanted to prevent this tactic of denying quorum so that they could push bad bills through. Essentially, that's exactly. So they came up with the doozies, lots of doozies for this session after they passed that uh, what we say unconstitutional measure to prevent people from running for office. And so, yeah, I mean, it just seems like if you're your your constituents, your voters see the reason for it and agree with it, they would should have the ability to vote you, uh, you know, to put you back into office if they want to, rather than the unions who really put this ballot measure on the ballot. Word. Senator Linthicum. Yeah. And I think part of the reason the, the bills we see right now are so atrocious um, is because they, they knew deep in their heart and soul, they knew this was so, quite frankly, evil. This is so off the charts, and we haven't even discussed the bills that we're talking about, but it's gun bills, it's abortion bills, it's gender-affirming care, it's constitutional amendment to include gender-affirming care in the Oregon Constitution. All of these kinds of things 
uh, are right to the top of the list, including engineering, uh, uh, I'll call it electioneering, it's electioneering fraud with public money, taxpayer money. And uh, they knew we wouldn't be able to stand for this and we would uh, shut it down. And so we did. And now all of us, we're going to have 11 of us, uh, 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 10 of us will reach 10 on Thursday. And so now this is the Senate president by whim uh, telling these 10 Republicans and independents, you can no longer run for office and you, you, you can be easily replaced. Um, and the, the key here is the only thing you have to do is bow to our demands, like, like Kim, uh, Senator Thatcher is describing. The king is the new tyrant. You either bow or off with your head. And that's exactly how he's using this tyrannical power. You know, one of the things that I love about folks that overplay their hands is that ultimately it comes back to bite them. And I think we can see this happening with what's going on in the landscape in our country. It, it is going to be toxic to be on the extremities of the Democratic Party, as so many have found themselves, because I think there's a lot of money on that side of the fence right now. That money is going to have to move, and with it, the thought, sadly. Um, one of the things that's, that's really interesting to me about the, the entire process is that you know, you have people who are decidedly not considering a very inescapable fact. When you're an elected official, you're elected to represent everyone. And that means also the people who didn't vote for you. And I think what we are coming to, I hope, more than anything else, is a understanding that we have to protect the sanctity of our electoral process. You know, I moved to Arizona to get away from craziness. And as soon as I got to Arizona, we had the same election fraud going on. It's very obvious. And a judge just granted Carrie Lake a, a, um, uh, the right to continue to pursue um, legal remedy for the election fraud that she's unearthed. It's with if we cannot guarantee the sanctity of our elections, you know, and this is just a, this is an obvious fact that I but I think we have to start having these adult conversations. Our country has an expiration date. That's really what it comes down to. So I personally, as a dad and as an American, I appreciate both of you. And I know everyone listening in appreciates both of you for being good people willing to sacrifice everything to do what's right. I think that's the era that's going to start emerging now in our country as the pendulum starts to swing back, hopefully to some semblance of, of at least a teeny bit of sanity, you know, in our country. So folks, I want you to stay tuned because on this field trip, we're going to now after the break, come back and talk about some of these bad bills. And we're going to have an adult conversation. We're going to start talking about what we really want and what we really don't want. And I have a really good anecdote for you when we come back right on the heels of this latest woke Sports Illustrated crap that got put out. We're going to talk about that. No, we are going to talk about that. The things they don't want us to talk about, 
I'm a free American. I like what Elon Musk said. I don't agree with everything he says, but I don't have to. But he said something pretty cool yesterday, too. He said, I'll say whatever I want to say. And if it costs me money, so be it. All right. That's the mentality of a free mind right there. And that's what we want to make sure we maintain in this great nation, a nation of brave Americans who live freely, starting with how we think. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to this adult conversation. We're on a field trip going through the state capital of Oregon. We want to I want to show you what this again. And I want to be very clear for any Democrats out there listening. I'm not bashing Democrats. I've actually reached out to Democrats to see if they want to come on the show and speak their side. Right. I'm not taking a side. I am showing you what's going on. So now we have that on record. Right. can't believe I even have to say stupid things like that in this country. Well, there were some other stupid things that were on Twitter in the last couple of days. One of the stupid things on Twitter was that the apparent swimsuit cover issue, which has always been a big hit for men. Right. Come on. Right. And 
there's nothing wrong with it. We're celebrating beauty. There's nothing wrong with it. It's clothed beauty. It's not pornography. It's clothed beauty, right? Well, they decided to put a dude on the cover. All right. Yeah. Oh, you're supposed to call him a she. No, I'm not going to call a he a she. Forget about it. It's not happening. All right. But what was very interesting to me about that wasn't what Sports Illustrated or Bud Light before them or who else um, did Victoria's Secrets give that that dude a <laughs> runway show yet? I don't know. What we're seeing is that Americans are resoundingly rejecting this idea. Now, it might not be overt yet, but it's coming. But you can see it if you look at the analytics. And so on Twitter, I looked at the analytics on this for this uh, Sports Illustrated post, 2.3 million views, 2.3 million views, only 450 likes. That equates to 0.02% of people agreed with this. That's even less than the supposed number of transgender, if that is a thing, of 0.6% of Americans. So let's have an adult conversation. Americans are resoundingly rejecting this idea that a man can be a woman just because he dresses up. In the words of John Mulaney, the comedian, puts on some clothes, a man puts on some women's clothes, said, I'm a dame. <laughs> no, you're not. That's not how it works. It's disrespectful to women. All right. We wouldn't allow someone to do that in blackface. So why would we allow that to, to do that to the, a woman? That's that's your, your fraud. All right. You're you have really serious emotional, mental problems. And I hope you get help. That's what you need is help not to be celebrated. Celebrating mental disease is not helping someone. It's enabling. So now that I've said that and we have the stage set and you all know where I stand on that nonsense, let's jump in with Senator Thatcher here. Senator Thatcher, there's a parental rights bill right now, a, bull, a bad bully bill. I'm going to start calling. There's your BBB. There's your, there's your triple B Biden. A bad bully bill. All right. On, going on right now. What can you take us on a field trip through what's going on right now? Tell us what's happening in Oregon with this bad bully bill. Well, it is it attacks parental rights. And the reason I say that is current. OK, so current law in Oregon, we, there are no restrictions on abortion. You can no questions asked all the way through month nine, all the way up until birth. I mean, no questions asked as to your ability and the legality of seeking an abortion. And right now that goes for uh, girls 15 and older. That's bad enough, right? Mm -hmm. So this bill would lower it to a child of any age who could possibly get pregnant. And we all know that puberty is lowering, you know, it's getting lower all the time. And without any parental knowledge, have her abortion paid for. So two red flags. If there is no parent involved, if they're not even going to try to seek for a parent, is this a trafficked child? What are the safeguards if they're not even going to try to reach out to a parent? All right. So there's that. The second thing is if the um, if there is a parent involved, it would be ha happening without the parent's knowledge and using her parents insurance company to pay for it without deductible. So they'll never know about it, ever know about it. And so not only do they do that, they add in, well, let's just make it. So it's not a criminal act to conceal a birth, which means 
you have birth, you give birth, there's a child, what happens that child afterwards, that's no longer going to be an issue in the law because they're going to decriminalize concealment of a birth. So whatever creepy thing that would happen, uh, macabre thing that could happen after that, I mean, your imagination can just go. Um, so they're going to do that and put in basically um, use your, your colleges, your high schools, your student health centers and all that to make sure that you, you can have access as a, as a woman, because <laughs> they're the only ones that can give birth um, to um, <laughs> what they call it, the, the, the chemical, the chemical the stupid abortion. things we have to say now. Right. 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 Who would have thought? So, so that's all about abortion. And so it changes the statutory language that says right now it says ter- you have the right to terminate an individual's pregnancy to now it's turning into exercise the individual's reproductive health, right? Adding a whole bunch of words there, but not only did they do this, all this stuff with abortion, which wasn't necessary in Oregon. We have limitless ability to get abortion here in the state. They added in um, all this stuff about insurance, but then they also added in gender transitioning and gender care. They call it gender affirming care, which could be anywhere from social transitioning to uh, uh, cross sex hormones to puberty blockers to uh, feminization of face, you know, cosmetic procedures to actually going in and, and trying to attempt cosmetic changes everywhere to make you look more. Let me help you out. I'm going to say it because I know you can't to chopping it off. (laughs) That's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Chopping off healthy tissue, whether, you know, during a mastectomy. (laughs) That you're probably going to want later in life. Let me help you out, everybody. Yeah. And these children have no idea or reference point as to why they might not want to do that. So why don't we let, why, is there something in there about letting children just drink at 10 years of age too, and going into a liquor store and buying something? Are they going to let well, them do that? Well, for the gender stuff, they didn't lower that to any age so far. Now that's back up to the 15. So you still, that's pretty young to allow a child to go to their school. And, you know, these, these poor principals and teachers are having to keep in their mind what their school name is, they're socially transitioning versus their real name with their parents because they can't divulge it to their parents. I was just hearing this story today where you, you get fired for, for misnaming a child to their parents when it's supposed to be secret because that's, that's how the world operates now, where the child has to give permission. And that's what would be built into this bill for, for both, both abortion and gender affirming care. The child would have to give written permission for the doctor to be able to talk to anybody else like their parent or guardian. It's crazy. What's, too. Wrong, what's wrong with just saying 18? What's wrong with just saying this is not a school issue? There's nothing to do with can you read, write, or critically think? Right. What's wrong with saying you're 18? Yes, we agree this is when you can go to war. Yes, we agree this is when you still can't drink. But this is when you're an adult and you can make those kind of decisions, even though it's a terrible decision. What What's wrong with that? Oregon has these in place uh, all over. You in Oregon, you can't buy a little um, nitrous oxide whip it, um, you know, container for those whipped cream makers. You know, you you cannot buy that without being twenty one years old, and you can't buy cigarettes, and you can't buy vaping products, and you can't. Um, 
like like you said, you you know, there's all of these little limitations, and all of a sudden, when it comes to gender affirming care, as it's known, and it's really permission to mutilate, you can go down to 15. And even then, it requires a signature of a 15-year-old on the abortion side of the fence. It could be an eight-year-old. The youngest birth on record is five years, seven months. And whoever accomplished that sex act should be in prison. Amen. in Oregon, nobody would know that it happened, let alone fall, be able to investigate any criminal action because it's all protected under this new legislation. And this is a clear assault on parental rights. Um, when I was, I had a news conference uh, where they did an interview, Senator Golden, a Democrat in Ashland, and myself were the two senators on the call. And um, I said, it's an assault on parental rights. And uh, Senator Golden says, well, these youngsters will have qualified adults help them on their journey. And, and the question is, how in the world did some random qualified adult who gets their pay at the end of the day and drives home to their condo on the golf course, how did they have the opportunity to step in between mom, dad, and their own child? This is just ridiculous. And we walked uh, and denied quorum because of it. And thank you for doing that. Because this is insane. This isn't the world we live in today. This is the insane world that's trying to make us live in it. This is ridiculous. I'm going to speak as a parent for a second right now. No school has any right over my son and and a right to come between me and my son's relationship, period. And I've made that very clear. And that's one of the reasons why I left Oregon was because they were trying to do just that. And I got into multiple fights with the Oregon Department of Education and with my son's high school because of their ridiculous failures to respect my rights as a parent because we all know children are stupid. Let me say that again. All right. If you've been a parent and you've raised a little one into a teenager, you know that something goes on in the teenage years where there's a lot of hormones, not a lot of good decisions, and a lot of influence susceptibility. So there is no reason. This is why we set drinking ages at 21 and you can't get cannabis till you're 21. You can't go buy a nitric oxide container, you know, a nitrous oxide container. You can't buy that until we've set these rules in place with a basic understanding that it takes kids getting out of the puberty years before some sanity starts to reemerge because hormones are a crazy thing, testosterone and estrogen especially. And especially when there's a whole lot of trying to figure yourself out in the process. And especially now with the advent of phones and constant influence on social media, TikTok especially, and all these other things that we never had to deal with, but these kids have to deal with. But we're going to turn these kids over to an adult of that nobody knows. And when everything goes wrong, that person still gets paid. And now the parent who didn't get informed of anything has to deal with the problem. This is insane. And Dennis, Senator Linthicum, I'm going to say one other thing. I know you can't say this, but I can. Any person that impregnates a five-year and seven-month-old child needs to be 
killed. That should be automatic death. I'm going to say it. We're having an adult conversation. I'm exercising my free speech. This is how I feel about it. I'm a dad. If I had a little daughter at that age and somebody impregnated her, that person is not going to live very long. I promise you that. We have to start remembering who we are, people, that we stand for things. And one of the things we have to stand for is our children at all costs. And that's why I really appreciate both of you denying quorum on a bill like this. Well, this is ridiculous. Just throwing this in there too, uh, related to that bill is a constitutional amendment they're proposing to send to the people that they get to write the ballot measure title on, which is not the normal process. Usually it has to go through a neutral third party and there's a process, but this time they, the proponents get to write the ballot measure. And it would basically put all this stuff that's in, in uh, the House bill we've been talking about, it would, it would put it in the constitution. So um, gender affirming care, all that stuff related to pregnancy. I mean, you know, interfering with, oh, there's just so many things that are in that bill we haven't even gotten to that interfering with somebody seeking treatment could, I mean, how are you going to define interference? They can punish you for that. If you're making too many calls to the clinic, they could call you interfering with the process and arrest you. That's what? that's what's also, yeah, it's also in the bill. Yep. It, it, they can arrest you for caring about your child. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could do that. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to find that section, but yeah, it's um, it, it creates aggrieved persons uh, for everybody at the Planned Parenthood facility um, becomes an aggrieved individual. All the employees, even if they're not present, if they are an employee and they're on vacation in in um, Southern California or Vegas, they are still an aggrieved person. They can file a civil suit. The parking lot owner, the facility owner, the um, other uh, individuals who might be renting a portion of that facility, and on and on it goes. These all become aggrieved individuals and now are all up for civil tort claims. And uh, it, it's, it's just a nightmare. And this is why we're denying quorum. And th th think about this, what Kim is describing going in our constitution, what we'll do in our legal fight for the 10 day thing is we're gonna say this is unconstitutional and we're gonna be appealing to the United States constitution. But if Biden administration stacks the Supreme Court, which is what they're trying to do with both feet first, First, they're trying to stack the Supreme Court so that when something like this, some atrocious bill comes out of California, Washington State, Oregon, and goes to the Supreme Court, those 24 guys just say, hey, it's cool with us and let it go out. And um, this is a dangerous time. And this is when tyrants need to be corralled because without putting them in their place, uh, we, we, everyone in America is, will suffer the, you know, the worst fate possible. Amen. So it, it puts a, it puts the country in on an expiration date. Let's just call it what it is. If we're a country, we're a country that's founded based upon the social contract called the United States constitution mm -hmm. and, and that in our rights shall not be infringed or abridged period. 
And that's that that wasn't about what, what's going on right now. What's going on right now is how can we subvert, how can we circumvent, how can we nullify and and do whatever we want and without consequence. And that's what drives me crazy, especially with all of our grand jury work that we're doing. We've been at this three years. We're still not, still not in front of a grand jury, you know, and we're, there's a 0% chance we're wrong on anything that we are doing. We've only had more and more corroboration of what we've been, what we've been talking about since day one. So folks, you know, it, it, let me add in regard to the grand jury, if we had uh, a decent uh, county district attorneys in the state of Oregon, any one of them could pick up this grand jury that we have with regard to the CDC and FDA fraud. There's also a, a need for investigating Oregon. Kim described earlier, Senator Thatcher told us a little bit about the money coming from the marijuana black market. I think in this um, plastic surgery market and in this pharma market, this is just a giant, you know, uh, medical industrial complex issue where all of this taxpayer funding will pay for all of these uh, vaginalplasty and phalloplasty and hormone blockers and or uh, puberty blockers and hormones that these individuals will be on for the rest of their lives. And there's money to be made here, but this needs to be investigated because how much money is then getting filtered into the political process? We know there's lots of money in porn. There's lots of money in sex trafficking, which uh, Portland is the uh, the most traffic sex most sex traffic city in the United States of America. And now we've got this bill, which is a pedophile protection plan, where you can take this girl underage to a clinic, get the problem solved and run away clean, scot-free mom and dad never know about it. The only time mom and dad will, will see the results is when it's a sex change and all of a sudden their daughter doesn't quite look, she's starting to get a hairy face and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, now parents are fully aware and they're cognizant, but the nurse, the principal, the teachers, they've all been playing this game with your child without parental consent. This is an atrocity. And um, we're hoping that people in Oregon stand up and say, no, we're not going to put up with it in the same manner that Kim and I said, we're not going to stand around and watch this, not on our, not on our term. Senator Thatcher. Well, I was going to say, not only all, the, uh, all of this stuff that we've been talking about, but we also have uh, gun bills that are demonstrably unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. We have other things that the the Democrats who are in charge are not even following their own rules that they've adopted that talk about statutes that are supposed to refer to how to make the process more transparent uh, for people by making the bill summaries more readable, you know, at an eighth or ninth reading level, grade leaving reading level, but they're not even wanting to do that. Now that we pointed it out, they refuse. They refuse to follow it. Instead, the king says he deems it having been complied with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For so many things, it, it's it's ridiculous. I wish we had more time because there is another one, the HB three four eight B, the background check bill for for the guns and everything like that. And I know uh, Kevin Starrett is doing great work on that. And I know uh, Steve Jonkis is doing some some work also with it. 
Um, what, I, what I wanna say on that is number one, I am in full support of the second amendment. I think if you want, if you have a problem with guns, you have to understand a few things that there are over 300 million guns in circulation legally in this country that at least 100 million uh, Americans are proud and responsible gun owners. And that if you have a problem with that, you need to go and spend a month living in a country where guns are outlawed so you can see how governments can really run amok. All right. It's, yeah, true, not a great level playing field for us, but it keeps people honest. And I think that's the one thing in all of our things we've seen the last three years, the United States really hasn't fallen like Canada and Australia and some of these other supposedly free places, the many of the countries in Europe, you see what's been going on in France, right? I mean, we haven't fallen like that because you have to account for Americans do own guns. It is a somewhat of an equalizer. And the reason it was put into the Second Amendment, and it's not an accident that it follows the freedom of speech, it was put in there to protect the freedom of speech. Um, when I look at this in these bills, I did ask Senator Linthicum and Senator Thatcher if HB 348B, the gun bill, had anything in there um, to ensure that background checks included whether or not a person was on antidepressants. Um, so, Senator Thatcher, Senator Linthicum, thank you for being here today. Um, let's answer that final question for everybody. In these bills that are supposedly about gun safety, right? Do they address the elephant in the room that every mass shooting, the mass shooter has been on antidepressants? Is there anything in there to ensure that people who are on antidepressants are not able to procure firearms? Is there anything in there about that? There's never been any discussion about that that I know of other than um, comments about that possibility that perhaps those are the people who have, um, some, you know, that maybe there's some uh, established reason not to, <laughs> not to allow that. But there is, they do look at mental health backgrounds. They do look at mental health checks and things like that, which is, you know, but they don't talk about the drugs that people are on that can cause minds to, you know, do things like mass shoot, mass shootings, and and all the terrible things that have happened. Yeah. Senator, let's come quickly, please. Uh, you, you bet. The, the, they avoid, you know, asking if the individual's been on SSRIs or something of that nature. I'll let you explain that, Dr. Ely, because, quote, that's protected health information. Oh, we can protect that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, you have these interesting categories where um, they can make any rule, they can bend any rule, any way they want to accomplish their goal and their goals aren't aren't worthy goals their goals are not um you know goals that we would expect from anybody uh you know running our country or running our state and um and this is this has been a long long term problem i put into the chat window a, a quote from john adams 1765 he says and he's talking to us he's talking to the, all the good people who listen to energetic health radio be not intimidated nor suffer yourselves to be wheedled out of your liberties by any pretense of politeness decency or delicacy and this is how this topic comes up. Nobody really wants to deal with Leah Thomas and um, her masculinity. 
right? Or or wait, or Jeff Thomas and his, his you know masculinity and yeah. his six foot four frame as he takes first place and gets on the you know the podium. Uh, he uh, Adams continues. These are but three different names for hypocrisy, chicanery and cowardice. And this is where we stand up. We know this is chicanery. We know this is hypocrisy. It's time to put a stop to it. And I appreciate you folks. I'm going to tell you this. Just think about what would be going on right now in Oregon if people like Senator Dennis Linthicum and Senator Kim Thatcher weren't in that building right now, right? It's that we have people who care, people who love you that you've never met doing things and they need your support. They need you to flood the state capitol with support for what they're doing to shout down these bad bully bills, because that's all they are, bad bully bills. All right, we're out of time, folks. We could talk about this for a long time. We're going to have more adult conversations. If you don't like what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you this straight up. Keep it to yourself and don't listen. Because we are going to talk about the things that need to be talked about. I'm tired of caring about everybody's feelings when none of those people are caring about mine. So we're going to have adult conversations. We're going to bring real facts. We're going to bring people who love you. And we're not going to ever back down about expressing our First Amendment rights, the freedom of speech. Not on this show, not on anything I ever do. That hurts your feelings. Find a new show. All right. Now, with that being said, I always end with a blessing. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio. Aloha and adios.